Welcome to the Techmo Podcast, where we talk all things tech and startup in the Denton community. My name is Kyle Taylor. And I'm David Bruno. Let's get started. Welcome to the Techmo Podcast. We are having a special uh, podcast this week. Uh, it's our first panel, and if you've been watching our Facebook Live video, you know that uh, it's not easy to do. So thank you, everyone, for being here. Um, we have uh, today on our panel, we have our some former board members and current team members of Cubos, um, and also we have uh, Michael Sitterzeski from LaunchDFW. If you guys would like to go ahead and introduce yourselves, Feel free. Let's start with Dave. I'm Dave. <laughs> Dave, recent and, podcast guest. Yeah. You may know me from such podcasts as last month's Tech Mill podcast. <laughs> uh, would you like to say I'm what Dave you do? Sims. I'm the CTO of Cubos and, and uh, <laughs> formerly of uh, other startups and software companies Sweet. around different places <laughs> you would think david knows how this works by now <laughs> i don't know all right marshall yep uh, i'm marshall culpepper i'm the ceo of cubos uh, also former board member and former president of uh, tech mill um oh yeah me too I'm both of those both oh, yeah, of those all, that's me too yeah a lot of former presidents and <laughs> co-founder former yeah. former president yeah yeah lots okay. of startups yes uh, i'd like to be that too i'll yeah. just i just think marshall titles. and i are the same person actually yeah. <laughs> i didn't work at github oh that's true yeah that's okay yeah Mozilla's Mozilla's. Yeah, so you're a yeah. few blocks away though yeah yeah that's true all right tyler <laughs> yes i'm tyler broder i'm a uh co-founder of cubos and former board member of tech mill <laughs> okay but i did not work at some fancy uh tech company in California. That's okay. We won't hold you, you do now. Here. Yeah, you do not now. But you do now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, just here. Marshall's got a jacket on. It's fancy. <laughs> He's got a CEO jacket on. It looks good. <laughs> All right. And we also have uh, Michael. I'm going to let you talk. I know I have to splice you in later, so go ahead and do it. Yeah. Uh, I'm Michael, and um, I don't work at Cubos, so um, <laughs> just thought I'd throw that out there. Record scratch. But I do, I do run this little thing called Launch DFW, and um, I'm a pretty active Dallas-Fort Worth startup community advocate. So I think that's uh, that's me. Sweet. All right. Well, uh, we're here on this panel today um, because of a series of tweets uh, between... Da- they know David. David is in the intro. It literally says, I'm Kyle, and this is David. Let's oh, get started. Okay. We've already introduced ourselves automatically. We are streamlining this podcast, okay. obviously. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> um, so this panel <clears throat> is based on a series of tweets after Dave's podcast that we had, um, mostly coming from Tyler and Marshall and, uh, and us. And we wanted to kind of turn that into a panel and talk about startups and types of startups. And uh, I don't know how else we want to frame this per se, but um, would you like to, to take a go at this? Yeah. So, I, and I think my perspective is a lot of what it means to Denton yep. and how um, Denton is affected and how it might be different than other communities, or maybe it's the same, or maybe we just don't know. Um, and so my perspective is as a small business owner myself, and I 
am sure I'm not a startup. And so um, I'm going to read Tyler's tweet just to get us started. Um, <laughs> so sad. And so read he said it properly, not how it's spelled out just, with with the ads. No, no, no. Just, okay, just no. The actual... Heard the latest podcast. Well done. However, I wonder if we are confusing small biz with startup. And my response was, I don't think that the distinction matters for our purposes. And then we went back and forth after that. And so my point of view is, from the perspective of TechMill, why does it matter what support that we're giving? And so that's what I'd want to hear from what you're thinking of. What, what does the community need to give or what does TechMill need to give that we're not at this point in time? Uh, yeah. Uh, so... I don't know. Maybe maybe we should start back a little bit and kind of work on a few terms, maybe. Sure. Right? Like, um, what is a startup? So at least we're on the same page of what we're talking about, right? Or versus bootstrap startup, small business, or, or just regular business. Um, and so, <clears throat> yeah, I you know, for me, um, we can have a discussion about terms, and I think we should. Um, but, but to answer your, your question, you know, I, I think that the difference, I, I would put startup in a different category than everything else. Uh, and the way I define it comes down to the, the thinking of the business owner slash founder, whatever, whatever terms you want to use. And um, I believe that a startup um, and a business, small business, whatever, have uh, a lot of similar problems and challenges. Um, but I think there are some distinct uh, challenges and decisions that are made that are different, uh, that separate startups from other ones, um, mainly around um, growing value in the, um, the, the, the entity, right? And, and I believe that startups have other tools outside of just revenue and profit to grow um, value. And so, therefore your decision-making and the opportunities you uh, choose to uh, go after as a startup are different and would not be the same ones you would go after as a small business. Um, yeah, I'll say that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think the, the reason that's important in the context of a tech mill is this, the resources that you're going to compile and have available to you at a tech mill is very different from somebody that's going to start a dry cleaner, right? That's a small business. And so if you're going to support a specific type of company, you want to make sure that you're surrounding yourselves with those. Um, and I think that might be part of your distinction is tech companies and having Dave and, and Marshall and everybody available to figure out, um, you know, what the latest in, you know, resource controls are, uh, or repository controls are is different from figuring out how to put in a, a um, you know, a vending machine of some kind. It's very different. Right, but you can also have a tech small business because mine is a tech-related business. We do client work building applications, but we are not – so we're in the tech field, have many of the same problems, not scale, obviously, and not a lot of the other things. But I And so from TechMill's point of view, I think TechMill can support me in the same way that it can support Cubos, at least at this stage in TechMill's lifespan. Yeah, actually, I, I would agree with that. Um, uh, I, I would I would argue that for Tech Mills' uh, point of view, that understanding who you're trying to help and how you help them, um, if you are actually providing support for small businesses, regardless of tech or not tech, uh, but saying you're going after and wanting to go after startups, 
um, your your metrics for success when you judge how you're doing in the community won't um, line up to what you're actually doing. I think you um, will not be as effective as a as a group uh, by by not understanding how to support those who you're actually supporting. You know, you, 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 I think Tech Mill is supporting small business and should support small businesses, uh, tech or otherwise, um, and that wanting to go after startups or saying you're going after startups either misrepresents what Tech Mill's trying to do or is doing, not trying, but is doing, uh, and, and then also will not bear uh, the results, I think, that you guys are <clears throat> capable of doing. You're, you're, I think you're splitting your... Um, I don't know where I lost the train of thought. But <laughs> well, well uh, let's let's go to let's go to what do success metrics actually look like for a small business versus a a startup. So again, I think what you mentioned about defining terms is actually super important. So when I think of startup in my world, I think of a high growth tech startup. That's kind of what I'm talking about. Something that's either a company that's either trying to take a large portion of a specific market segment, uh, or or a company that serves a lot of consumers, things of those of those nature that kind of have rapid growth or high growth potential, uh, not necessarily both rapid and high, but at least one of those. <clears throat> and then the other, a small business, um, you know, that is more focused on maybe profit making, and specifically, there are certain kinds of startups that can be profit generating early on, and you can actually bootstrap a startup. There's nothing wrong with that either. Uh, but I just wanted to make sure we have our terms kind of laid out. So for me, um, when I th- talk about success metrics, I'm thinking about in a in a for-profit um, small business, you're looking at you're either looking at your overhead, how many employees do I have, what's my overhead, what's my profit rate for my for my business. When you're looking at a at a high growth tech startup, you're either looking at a, a, your growth rate of new users, new new people, whatever, or you could be looking at revenue as well. Those are there's different ways you can look at success metrics for that startup. And so, one success metric for a startup, especially if you're taking venture capital, is an exit. So, an exit is not the same as profit. Um, that doesn't mean that exits aren't tightly correlated with profit. And so, in fact, they usually are, but that they're not always tied one to one. What that means is that if a company acquired, if a larger company acquires a startup that situation puts capital back into the ecosystem where that startup came from. So for example, if oh. you with hope, exactly, <laughs> Michael, great, great point. Um, if, if, you know, in our wildest dreams, if Cupus has the big exit, we all hope it will, then obviously that's a big win for Denton because that's money coming back into the ecosystem to do more of the same tech work. That being said, if another company is small and has really, is really profitable, employs just as many people as we do, there's there's just as much success in that. There's different success metrics, whether you're looking at profitability versus exit versus whatever. I think that's what Tyler's getting well, at, or well, maybe I'm wrong. More than that, you know, from Tetmill's perspective, what are the metrics that will determine if um, if Tetmill's being successful in their mission, right? If it's successful exits, well, then focusing on small business won't achieve that. Uh, if it's if it's creating sustainable companies that are profitable and growing and employ people, you know, then yeah, small business or, or startups could do that. I mean, it just depends on what your metrics and I'm afraid if you're focusing on startups yet you're serving small businesses, your metrics and your, your outcomes won't line up. So outside the, the realm of tech mill, right? So like tech mill is not the only organization trying to do this, not, not in Denton, but like in other cities all across country, right? So mm-hmm. there are, are organizations or nonprofits who exist inside cities, you know, Kansas City or, you know, 
Chicago or any of those other cities that are trying to support people in launching companies, right? And I think that's kind of where, where we got started was um, Dave, in Dave's podcast, we were talking about bootstrapping companies, right? So like you're a student, you have no money, uh, and like how do you start getting experience? Okay, we'll start making a company. Start, you know, go find an idea, go build a thing, and bootstrap it, right, from the ground up. So a question I would have is what, what resources um, in a community do you need in order to support those people who are bootstrapped startups, right, that are trying to become these high growth startups versus a bootstrap startup that's eventually just going to turn into a small business, right? Mm-hmm. So that's, yeah. that's another question. I, I think, I mean, Tyler's point is great. We had this conversation walking to, <laughs> we had this conversation walking to coffee the other day and, and you know, Tyler made that point that uh, profitability is not the only measure of value. It's not the only way we're building value. And that's certainly true for Cubos. Um, I think the distinction I was keen to make on the podcast was really a, a matter of scale of the startup mentality, let's say in the traditional startup centers like the Valley or Boulder or elsewhere where you have a lot of dense capital and you have kind of a different mentality um, of people who are investing in those, the startups, there's a, a higher propensity towards risk and a lot more available capital. And so I think when you get to a town like Denton where those two things aren't, you don't have a history of high risk, high reward and high yield. Um, you have to have more of a bootstrap, more of a small business mentality. Yep. Early, early profitability, you know, smaller growth curves need to be, you know, more on the table. You know, not necessarily lower your ambitions, but kind of be very pragmatic about the realities of what's available, what the options that are available. Um, <clears throat> so, I mean, but I think Tyler's point is, is, you know, well taken. And of course, you know, we're all on the same page there. <laughs> um, you know, we talk about this stuff a lot. I think Cubus is not really that kind of, I mean, we, we have definitely uh, three or four feet over in the Valley. That's where, you know, we're based in Denton, but we, you know, Marshall spends a whole lot of time in San Francisco and a lot of, a lot of our attention is out there. So we, we operate, you know, I think more like a traditional startup than, than your average Denton startup could, but I don't know, maybe I'm wrong about that. Maybe we're a good example of how it doesn't really apply. We are so distributed now that if somebody who is well-networked and has a good idea can get some funding, fly to San Francisco, you know, three or four times a quarter and develop a network that way. And that, you know, so far, I mean, in the early stages, that seems to be uh, a pretty, uh, you know, good model in the early early going for Cubos. But uh, so that said... I think there's also the other side of it, and I, I'm, I'm a big admirer of, of Basecamp and David Heinemeyer Hansen and 37 Signals, that whole thing where, you know, he's been kind of vocal about this stuff for a while, and he's built 37 Signals, now Basecamp, on kind of a different model, <clears throat> kind of more of a consulting model, what, what David's involved in, and he's been very bootstrapped. But I don't know if he ever would have called 37 Signals a startup. So, I mean, that's sort of, that's kind of Tyler's point. I mean, he was pretty profitable. He built a framework. I don't know that, I don't know what kind of investment they ever took, but it's, I, I, I don't really think of it as a startup, but it is a tech business. It's a tech small business, very successful small business on that model. And I think that's a model that uh, is, you know, very practical for a town like Denton in particular. Say, would you guys say that maybe the a delineation there is um, resource heavy? So services versus where you're, I mean, 
where you're billing hours, um, where you're spending time, like hard labor on something versus something that can scale where you can maybe have two or three people that build a company that has a million users um, versus something like the services, app development services, where you have um, X number of hours you can bill per day. Yeah, maybe. I, I think that's a good distinction. I mean, you look at like something like a donut shop or a laundromat, like the revenue model is pretty set. And I think it's the same thing for a services organization. You know, you, you have so many, you know, consultants that you can bill at a certain rate and that has sort of a cap on it. So your growth is well known. It's lower risk, but it's also kind of a steady, steady growth curve. It's not, you're not going 50 X because you have, you know, two or three developers, right? So real, real fast. So, um, so what's the difference? So, I mean, from what I'm, I'm hearing about a bootstrap startup and how they start, um, what's the difference between that and a small business? Source of funding. <laughs> That's why I had you. I mean, but here. both both were not funded, right? I mean, I mean, I, I think. I mean, so I guess we're getting into definitions, right? So we're on the same page, but um, you know, I would argue, and uh, yeah, okay, I would argue that um, bootstrap business, a bootstrap startup, is more of a small business than it is a startup. Mm, I don't know. It depends. I think it depends on the problem you're solving, right? I mean, I think if it's, I don't know. I mean, I think Michael makes a good point. If you have an app that's consumer facing and has the potential to scale out based on, you know, the viral nature of it or really good marketing and it really hits a niche and explodes, then that, and now you just need to throw boxes at it because you're scaling like crazy. I mean, that's a different, that, that becomes a different proposition because probably if you're growing at that rate and you're scaling for a very large audience, now you, you need, actually, you're going you're gonna to have to take some, some investment to build the infrastructure to support that or put a cap on that growth. So it is a different, I think it's inevitable. Like if you're, if you are scaling out like that, especially some of the consumer app ideas, if they do hit that sweet spot, you're going to have to take some investment that looks a lot more like a startup. So a restaurant that starts, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say the donut shop, if it, if it hits that kind of scale, it has a line out the door and like there's a finite number of hours and a number of donuts you can build without investment. I mean, it, it's a measurable thing. Yeah. It's like Franklin's barbecue. Yeah, I was, I was about to say Aaron. I, Fra- I was about to say that. In fact, I've used Aaron Franklin as a as a as a uh, Franklin barbecue as a metaphor for like building out server infrastructure. But that's another story. <laughs> so okay, so back to what is the difference between a bootstrap startup and a small business? I think there is something there that is worth mentioning, and I don't think it's a black and white distinction. I definitely think it's a more of a gradient. But there is a there's a core tenant of any beginning a business that's just getting started, which is, will I get money for some product or service or idea that I have, and will I be able to be successful with that idea or service? And so, um, a, in my view, a bootstrap startup is, and a small business when they start are essentially identical, but there is more flexibility in a startup that is attempting to be a little bit more lean in that process, whereas a small business may find one thing and stick to it and never change. A startup is more a mentality of continuing to improve upon existing products and services and continuously testing with your own customer base or by finding new customers. That's, that's kind of my, again, it's a gray area between those two, but that's, 
That's what I would make. That's where I would make the distinction. So it comes down to the intentions of the owners. It, it comes down right. to intention and how you and how you test your market to a certain degree. Um, but also, yeah, like, do you have aspirations for growth? Right. Yeah. And, and going back to the uh, like like the uh, thirty seven signals or also Mailchimp did a similar thing. That that's my goal is yeah get up to use it. client work to pay for stuff and then build something on the side but then it's my own funding rather than going out and getting funding from someone else and so it, it, i don't ever have aspirations of being huge but at the same sure. time it's there's middle ground there so it's of hard course. to find black and white definitions for any of this so so with that being said uh you you mentioned earlier you don't consider your your company a startup why i have no aspirations of being big or selling okay so so at any point so in your definition um that's a tech startup he has no ambitions of being a tech startup, right? This is a small business. Yep. Yeah. Makes sense. But you're a We're, tech startup. I mean, but you're a tech business. You're a tech business, right? Sorry. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so, okay. Let's ponder that for a minute. <laughs> I have a rebuttal, but I need to make sure. Well, 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 and I'm not trying to make I'm an not argument. I'm not attacking you either, by the way. And I'm not trying to make an I'm argument. I'm actually using an example. What, what I'm trying to, the bigger perspective I'm trying to come to is what does Denton need to support the yep. tech industry? Because in my mind, what Tech Mills measurement needs to be at this time, and it's fuzzy, is density tech density just mm-hmm. having people here and we've all talked about this i'm sure of yeah. having people that can meet collide off each other and then things can happen and in that case it doesn't matter if it's a small business it, you know it's awesome if it's a small business because they might last a little longer and have density for a little longer than a startup that lasts six months um but it doesn't matter as long as they're doing tech things yeah. and if i can yeah. employ more people that are doing tech things and didn't that's just as good so Agreed. that's my point of view of what does Denton need to increase that density i guess in is it startups is it small businesses is it just being here so that we can all hang out together yeah that's a really good question i think the answer may be I think the answer may be all of the above. Um, and that's maybe a part of the problem is like, you've got a lot of different, sorry. I'm, I'm a microphone. Just talk into yeah, the yeah. mic. I'm gonna make you all hold Go your mic just so you have to. Yeah. We're not comfortable with technology. <laughs> See that? That's there why you, you guys are better. in space. <laughs> this is better? Yeah. Yes, perfect. You look like Donahue, by the way. <laughs> Blair. Is that a good thing? Okay. Uh, yeah, so uh, what, I totally lost my train of thought. I have to rego. <laughs> you were agreeing with me. You're yeah, agreeing all with the Tyler. Above. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think I think startups, you know, small businesses, um, investment investors. Um, we need to educate the investor community here. They're mostly doing real estate deals and retail deals. Um, we can do better. Uh, all those things. UNT needs to be a part of this conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. The, there are people at UNT actively trying to figure out how the hell do we do entrepreneurial uh, entrepreneurship right now, and they have no clue. They opened a, they took over the old sack and save, and the president said we're going to bring in, we're just going to let people come in. VCs are going to come in and be like, this is awesome and fun companies. It's not going to happen that way. Like you, you have to have formalized programs around your, your startups and your and your students, and you need to like encourage them to take the IP they've developed at your school. And give them the the tools they need to take that out and raise money on it. Anyway, so anyway, I could go off on a whole diatribe, track, but you, you get the basic idea. Yeah. Have I told you guys the my experience with IP policy at UNT? 
So my experience was when I was going to school there, we built this app and uh, they they encouraged us. They said, hey, you, sh- you come back, do your grad here, uh, get your graduate degree here, keep working on the product and we will help you guys with all the IP legal stuff. We're like, okay, cool. What's that look like? Well, all right, this is what will happen. We'll pay for all the fees and forms and things you need to file, um, you know, and everything goes, if it all goes through and we commercialize it, um, it'll be a 50-50 split, right, profit-wise, um, up to $100,000. Anything over $100,000, it's a 75-25. 75 UNT, 25 us, right? Nice. It's <laughs> a definition of predatory. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know if that's still the policy, but that was what was in written form when we looked at the, the papers in 2012. Wow. So, um, I What mean, do they term IP? Uh, so basically any, any of the software that you have written, right. That they're going to then file for a patent, right. Or whatever the yeah. stuff is. So basically I have an idea for this. Um, if I may, how to increase, uh, startup activity in Denton. And it, it's really for anything is to put creativity back into schools. Right. Mm-hmm. So start teaching our kids how to be creative at a younger age, which causes curiosity, which causes them to want to create things at older ages and they actually do, um, and then they create amazing things. I mean, it's 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 so basic. Um, it's not even funny. Investors aren't going to show up until there's something to invest in, and um, people aren't going to create things until um, they feel like they're they're able to actually succeed in doing that and have the support mechanisms. Yeah, I th- I, I totally agree with that. I think I think building any any kind of significant dynamic of of a of a town a city a community that fundamentally changes its economic profile is a long game and it's it's the kind of thing that takes decades to build out i mean if you look at boulder you look at san francisco they both have decades of of technical companies there that have you know even if the startup scene wasn't present in the 70s there were there was technical talent there were universities there you know um so you know there has to be some kind of fertile ground to build on. You can't just say, oh, you know, that's it. You know, Portland is very technical. Boulder's very technical. We should be technical. Let's get us some of that technical, daddy. You know, it's like, it it doesn't work that way. It's a long game. Now, I think Denton has an incredible profile for that. I think you've got very low cost of living. You've got a university. You've got the creative you know, a highly desirable, you know, standard of living and, and, uh, and the kind of lifestyle that creative technical entrepreneurial types want to be around. So definitely the cross section of Denton is, is ripe for this stuff, but at the same time, you can't just transplant, you know, one thing into another, it's gotta be a long game. And I think it starts with education. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I'll, as a, as a father whose daughter is going to start public school next year, uh, I completely agree with Michael, uh, you know, but, but I, I'm going to, I'm going to go a different direction because I'm the only non-tech person in this room and spin it on another thing about what, what, what DIN or any tech community needs. If they want to build businesses, regardless of what businesses, um, you need some business education. Um, and I, I think that is something that is needed across the board everywhere. Um, especially if you're going to do a startup, right? Like, I mean, just because you can code something that solves a problem doesn't mean you can create a business, right? And and going off the creativity thing, I mean, um, I, I I believe that creating business is a creative activity, even if I can't code something 
wicked like you guys do. Uh, I, I believe that what I bring to the table into the startup community, why it's not technical, is 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 the enabler that, and that's arrogant, but whatever, is the enabler to the community, right? Like, like we need some some just financial and business education done in the community, and not especially when startups. Startups such a unique when you when you want actually want a company that wants to raise funding, right? It's a whole different game than a startup. That I mean, that's a real big div, uh, difference. If you've made a decision to raise outside funding, it's a big financial. Uh, and, and business education that's different from running a small business completely. Well, you brought it up. So what is education? What, what qualifies this education? I, I think it's mentorship, right? I mean, I mean, we, we could get into the whole, you know, public education and all that. But, but for me, how I learned um, is, is mentorship, right? And I was fortunate enough to be, be in a family that was entrepreneurial on a business side, right? And got that uh, financial education. I, I learned how to read. Um, financial statements and, and we went online and looked at every uh, you know um, public companies the balance sheet and cash flow statement and learn how and what it meant right and I think that's something that's needed to how to read uh, and how to create financial documents right I think that's a that's something lacking um, in startup communities I will 110% agree with Tyler everything <laughs> yeah. he just said because yeah I will tell you um, as a dyed-in-the-wool coder my whole career, pretty much my whole life, coming into a startup, running it, uh, especially a high-growth startup, the amount of complexity, both on the legal and financial sides of this endeavor, have uh, humbled the shit out of me. (laughs) 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 And we're only just getting started. (laughs) So uh, we're learning a lot. Uh, And it's it's a lot of fun. Don't get me me wrong. But uh, I'm really glad. Uh, have someone like Tyler around because honestly, glad Tyler's here. it's it's not easy. It's not trivial. Uh, it's just as hard yeah. as any other technical field, to be honest with you. And the amount of um, the amount of fuzzy stuff that goes on there is crazy to me. Uh, but it has to. It's just part of what makes a interesting business. Anyway, right. And I, I think maybe obviously we're not all going to be as skilled in business. My degree is in yeah. business, so I agree that you need to yeah. know business things. Um, but it's also yeah. having other trusted people in the community like Tyler that yes. you could go to so that, yeah, I code most of the time, but I have someone, a mentor that I can go to and say, is this a ridiculous deal that this university, no names on the university that is trying to give me at this point in time or not? Yes, it is a ridiculous deal. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> but I have think it's universities. Yeah. Um, okay. So, so I, I have a, one more question, at least that I, I'm looking to get answered in this panel, is um, I think one of the biggest reasons I want, for example, I want to have Michael in here was because, you know, Michael spent a fair amount of time in Boulder. And as we all know, Boulder has a very thriving startup community. And I feel that Michael brings a lot of that back to DFW. Um, and I'm totally grateful for that. I mean, even the first day I met Michael a couple of years ago at a coffee shop in Flyer Mound, um, like you could, you could just feel like the difference, right? And I think that we've tried to instill a lot of those things, you know, a gift first community here. Um, you know, we pride ourselves on education and mentorship, or at least we try to do those things and be available for people. But if there was a resource in your community that you, that you thought we lacked or, or that you needed most, right? Or, uh, what is a resource that you would find or that you would want to have in your own startup community? Uh, I, th- I think David said it earlier. I think it's just density. Um, 
you know, there's, there's another startup in town, Ready Rosie. It's an educational startup. And CT over there is a really good friend of mine. We've both in the same, been in the same tech stack. And uh, we're on Slack a lot talking like technical things because <laughs> we're solving some of the same problems, even though we're in totally different domains. Um, that the ability to have people around you doing similar things. And you were talking about like that give first mentality. A lot of that comes from like in, in the valleys because there's just a lot of you doing the same kinds of things. And it's, there's a camaraderie around that. There's a kind of friendship and, and, you know, so you just, you want to, I want to see Ruddy Rosie blow up. That's just great for everybody. So there's kind of a general enthusiasm. So I'd like, I mean, I'd like to see a couple more of us, a couple more startups in town and to get that density going. And then that, that kicks off the flywheel. I think we're sort of in first gear right now, like trying to get up the hill, you know? And I think like you get a couple more startups, maybe two or three more about our same size. You get a seed round going, you get another 10 or 15 coders doing interesting tech, not just, you know, some of the same tech that's been around the DFW area for 20 years, but just some interesting, you know, forward thinking Valley style tech that's doing interesting stuff and growing. And I think that will kick off kind of a, a mutually reinforcing cycle of tech talent, learning, business, legal, all that stuff. That density, I think, is where I think Denton needs to go in the next five years or so. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Maybe actually not density at all. Maybe it's just serendipity, right? If you if you get a bunch of people that are kind of on the same path but solving um, similar but different problems, then um, then you start to encounter them at coffee shops and kind of all over the whole city or the whole town, and that's when it gets really really fun. Yep. Yeah. How many times have we had Denton meetups in San Francisco? Yeah, no, it's true. <laughs> Denton meetups in San Francisco, just like Denton, like entrepreneurs or whatever, just there's Denton people in. that happen to be in San Francisco, in San Francisco at the same, at the same time. time. Yeah. yeah, come on over to HQ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, one thing that they've said that I 100% agree with also is like this idea that all, no matter what you're doing, whether you're a, a technical person or a CEO starting a business or uh, graphic designer, whatever it is, um, mentorship is like a really big uh, motivator. In fact, one of the best pieces of advice I got early on when I was raising money and starting our so in our business was find an entrepreneur who's like maybe six months ahead of you and just like shadow them and like learn all the stuff they're doing and then learn not what to do by watching what they're doing as well, right? Because they're going to be essentially, they'll be fresh off all the good and bad that that's go they're going through and you'll be able to live through it with them uh, in almost real time um, and learn from them in real time as well. And so that actually has proven to be really good advice for me personally. I have a few mentors um, and slash advisors uh, in the Bay area that have started companies similar to Cubos in different markets, but are a little bit ahead of us in terms of fundraising, in terms of traction or whatever. And it's been really, really instructive instructful for me both to get their feedback but to like just watch them try and fail just like i am but a little ahead of me and see where just give me a little bit of like some kind of warning signs of what to avoid and that kind of stuff and so i would say that like um not just tech but also entrepreneurs you just need people that are around to support the local ecosystem and and provide that mentorship i think it's really important I think that's all. That's very, very true. But I would also say that they don't have to be local. Uh, an example of that is what we're doing right now, right? This could very easily be somebody in Boston um, giving you advice on your company. It helps if they're local, of course, but to get the ball rolling can be anywhere in the world. Yeah, you're absolutely right. 
We should do that. We should, <laughs> I mean, we should have kind of, I mean, we, yeah, well, there should be like a podcast or a series where like, Hey, we've got enough yeah. friends in the, you know, around that we could have interesting conversations between, you know, San Francisco, Portland, Boulder, and Denton. Why not? Uh, David, you have any other questions? No. So, so I think this is funny that we're having this panel because I, uh, like two years ago at Octopia, it was almost the same exact panel (laughs) that we had here. Right. And I feel like that we're talking about almost the exact same thing for the most part. That's right. Michael, Uh, you were on that panel. Michael was on the panel too. Yeah. He was there. Uh, and I think Dave was moderating. We had Patrick Peters as well. And we also had economic development. Um, so oh, that, oh, the one I was monitoring. Yeah, you were moderating uh, it. Yeah, uh, over uh, at Cheeto. Moderating, not yeah. monitoring. So, uh, Lido is our tool. <laughs> Lido, yeah. So, being in Denton and being, and this is probably more directed at you guys since you guys are, you know, with Cubos, um, being in Denton and being a part of a startup in Denton, um, I think, what advice would you give to, I guess, either people here who are trying to start a company, right? So, you know, anyone in Stoke who might be rolling through and wanting to start something or any kids at the university going to the new collab starting by you and, you know, at UNT, what advice would you give to them um, in terms of starting a company here and what, you know, what they might want to do as well? So, I mean, for example, you guys didn't stay here. Like you traveled all over, you traveled all over North Texas and then you went outside of North Texas to go, find more resources and experience and money and whatever else. So, um, you know, what advice would you give to those people? Um, yeah, I think it all depends on why they're starting the business, but I mean, personally, you know, just going back to what I said earlier, I think finding a strong couple of mentors or advisors that can kind of help you through, uh, and basically be an external voice of reason. Um, we, nobody, no matter how skeptical of their own, mind can get out of their own brain uh it's just we're not physically possible to like see outside perspective outside of what you think so you need someone outside your own perspective to provide you that and even if it's not someone you agree with it doesn't really matter you just need someone who can give you a different perspective so that you can look at things in a different way but that is a really i think crucial thing for anyone starting a company you either need someone experienced in the thing you're trying to do or just in general a good sounding board that can offer you a different perspective yeah, get get involved in the community. Like get, you know, go hang out at the events. I think it's one of the best things that TechMill is doing right now that's not missing from Denton at all, which is the the ability to to shake hands, get to know people who are doing similar things. I think the events we're putting on like little doc APIs, IPAs, uh all that stuff is is really really good because there's a there's a definite place to go to shake hands and get to know people and find those mentors and tell people what you're working on. And so, yeah, get out, get into the community. Tyler. Yeah. I I think, I think, um, kind of what Marshall said, right. Is if you want to start a business, um, you know, you, you need to find, um, mentors, right. Who will be, um, really honest with you. Right. So like, I I like to give, um, if I'm going to give advice, I want to know the details uh, what you're trying to do, right? And I like to give practical <clears throat> advice, not some big philosophical quote for Twitter, right? I so so I can't give you advice. I, I come come talk to me. That's what my point is, right? Um, I mean, here's the truth, right? Cubos, uh, we're in Denton. We're we're a, we're a tech startup in Denton, and we are here because we want to be here, and because we want to help the 
the community. Uh, we are not here because honestly, it's the best decision for our business, right? Like we, there, there are reasons we should be in the Valley or we should be in Europe or we should be somewhere else. Right. But we want to be here and um, we want, so if there really is someone who, who is thinking of starting a business, um, you know, come find one of us and, and please talk to us. Um, we're right over there and, um, and, and we'll be happy to give advice. We are really good talkers. So we talk a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're right across from <laughs> Michael? Um, well, I mean, which one of those questions? I think those are, there are a couple there. Uh, you're just talking about getting involved in the community, what, what's missing? Or what resource or what advice would you give to um, new entrepreneurs in your community? Yeah. I mean, it, basically everything, everything there, get involved. But I think also there's, there's the opportunity to just give back. If, you, if you're starting something, um, it means that you should have a passion for whatever that thing is you're starting. And that means you have an um, experience that somebody else doesn't. So your path may have led you down a very, very different way to get to this table or to this podcast or wherever you are. You have some valuable experience that somebody else can use. Um, so don't be afraid to give back. Yep. Awesome. David, anything else? My advice would be just to go ahead and do it instead of yeah. dilly-dallying around. Yes. But yeah. Especially yeah, yeah, when, build your, something. when your expenses are low. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, low yeah definitely build size. something. Yeah. <laughs> Or learn something. Or learn something, yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it doesn't matter if you don't know it. You start typing. Well, cool. Well, uh, I feel like this is a good wrapping up point uh, for the tweets <laughs> for this panel. Um, anything else you guys would like to add to the conversation before we uh, log off? No, it was a lot of fun. Good to see you guys again. Awesome. Continue to, Michael. Awesome. Cool. Well, uh, once again, this is a Techno Podcast. We do this every two weeks. Uh, you can find us on iTunes or your favorite podcast subscriber. And uh, is it, uh, smash that like button. And uh, is that, is that, did I miss anything? No? All right. Bye. Bye. <laughs>